what's up guys you listen to walking in faith i hope you enjoy the episode and having a blessed day thank you what is up guys this is episode two of out of walking in faith man let's just say like the process of episode one was just amazing and I appreciate you guys so much to even tune in and just listen to it if you did. Um, today is it's gonna be more about the bigger questions and realizing um just what God can do. On top of that, it's just let's take a step back away from me, but there's gonna be some questions, you know, in the podcast that it's gonna be personal, but at the same time it's gonna be able to help others out. So today's question or thing I wanna go over about is something that was asked. Probably going to be going over a couple of questions today or just even um, speaking of a couple of things today. But one of the things that like was asked was what ultimately pushed you into making podcasts. So like I said in my last episode, I had desire and just the love to even spread God's word. So being able to spread God's word and just preach it, but as well hear confirmation from God that it's something that I need to be doing is like just in my hands like i'm like okay but i mean it's in god's hands but it's something for me to walk into but it's just that being able to even experience you know god from a podcast or just even hearing and feeling the presence of god because i know there's a lot of people who are seeking god in different parts of the world but they don't have the access like i do or just the opportunity to even seek the lord lord like i do but they still do it so being able to start a podcast where people could even hear or the youth to get guidance from, you know, somebody who's walked through the process that they're either going through right now or going to end up going through. It's just something that I desire to speak upon because I wish I had like the leadership at a young age to know what to expect with walking with Christ. If I chose that route early on, which I, which I wish I did, but um, it's just something that. I want to be able to help others. Like, that's the biggest thing for me. Like, I love helping people. Um, Did not used to. You know, like I said in my last podcast, there's or the last episode, there's a lot of things that changed that God did and changed my heart. And I just, I love people. I I said I'm a lover boy. I love people. I love just doing things to help others and not take the credit for it. But that's the reason why, like, I pushed towards this podcast because I know there's going to be individuals out there or just a certain person or a specific person I don't know where at in the world or just even they're in Washington or somewhere else but I just want to speak God's word over them and know that there's a God out there that loves you and he's looking at you right now and he's knocking on your door and he wants you and I know that a lot of us can get into a space of not knowing that and forgetting what God has spoken over us. So that's the reason why I started this podcast. Because it's just a love, honestly. But that's a great question though. Because, man, a lot of these questions I'm getting are from people even out of my own state. Like New Jersey, California, um, in the east. Not like Middle East, but like, you know, east of the country. So, like Florida down there and just everything. Like the whole United States, it's nice because... It just shows that God, what God's doing is be able to use me to speak to other people and just be able to minister and preach onto them whenever he needs me to do. Like, whatever he needs me to do it, I'll do it. Like, no question. And being, like, tied in with 
just being obedient that's kind of just why i started it because something that we talked about something you put on my heart for a long time like even when i was in high school i wanted to do a podcast but it wasn't leading towards this type of podcast it was doing something like you know something secular but the more i've pondered on this and just actually starting it the more i'm actually like enjoying it and loving it which is amazing and i just can't wait to see what god does with this podcast because so far it's changing just my like it's adding more fuel to my fire because i'm like man i get to actually speak god's word but not only to the kids in my church but to anybody else who listens to this which is amazing and tying into all of this and like going through this episode and just based on that question um there was another one asked and it was like what in your experience is the relationship between awareness of your need for god's mercy and genuine humility so for me like i said i I walked through life without god and let me tell you it was horrendous like i experienced things that possibly not a lot of people experienced yet but probably have but knowing that that is what it's like to not have God in my life and what it feels like. I know that the humility of knowing that I need God and I can't do life by myself and I need him 24-7 is something that I look for because if you read in the word and just about all the people you use, for example, Moses, I love the book of Exodus because it just shows how, you know, Moses had a speaking problem and God still used him. And Moses was like a vessel that was used by God to move the Israelites to, you know, to the promised land. But it despise of what, or like looking past of what we struggle with, God still uses us. And so that's the reason why I'm like, dang, no, that's the reason why I like that book. But knowing that I can't do life without God and that the guidance I need is like what I desire for is why I search and follow him because the humility to actually say, look, God, I, like I said, can't do this by myself and not my will, but your will be done. It's just uh, being humble and being humble takes away that pride that a lot of people have is that knowing that, okay, God, I'm putting my pride down, which is a sin because pride is a sin, but it's taking something away from yourself, away from your flesh and taking on the yoke of God realizing i'm gonna follow your ways and just with that question of the awareness of god's mercy is that without humility you need to have mercy you need to know god's mercy that god's always forgiving you and god's always going to move through you and has loved you in the process of even being there for you because knowing that god gives grace and the mercy that he gives and that the mercy that you are desiring for and seeking for is given changes your whole perspective on who God is because like I said man I've given million reasons to God like so many reasons to God to not love me but he still does and still chooses me and that's the reason why I still follow him because he's choosing somebody like myself who has done many things and still love him and so even going with like talking about david david was adulterer he was a murderer and god still used him he repented and god still used him and he anointed him as king before even that but for somebody who's out there and they're struggling to look for god's mercy and like know the humility that you need is that the love of god gives and once you encounter that and actually seek that and know the words that god speaks over you and who you are in christ that's when all that like all that plays in and so 
for me, when I did have to like go through that, even with my seasons of spiritual warfare, like, hey, God, okay, I'm in the month of not knowing what's going on. What can I do to even find your mercy or even remember what the things that you want from me? It's simply in his word. So if you look at Psalm 139, 14, it says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. My soul knoweth right. Like my soul knows that God made me this way. And my soul knows that God made me fearfully and wonderfully. And so there's nothing wrong with me. It's just all that the mindset in your own flesh trying to play against you. Because it says also in this word that the flesh and the spirit always are fighting against each other. They're always at war with each other. The flesh doesn't want what the spirit wants and the spirit doesn't want what the flesh wants. So killing your flesh with the word and just submitting to God, that's when you get to experience the mercy and humility. But on top of that, that's the thing. Like, let me backtrack. God's mercy is already working through that. If you get to go experience something and as well, like you feel that God's mercy is already working on you and the grace is already working on you. So I recently had a friend who just texted me. And I'm not going to say his name because I just want to keep everybody's private and their situation. But he said to me, like, look, man, I, I try to, I, I talked to Jesus about him before and like Jesus to introduce him to Jesus and everything. And he he accepted Jesus, but he was just trying to navigate through his own walk. And I was there to support him. But there's times where we just didn't talk because he was walking through his own, you know, his own path. But he texted me recently. It was like, hey, man, like I'm tired of living this life and like, I want to follow Christ now. I just want to experience what you get, to, like, you've gotten to experience. And I told him, like, you know, the door's always open. Like, our church doors are always open. My love for you is always open. God's love is always open for you. But the fact that you're feeling this shows, like, shows me as well. It shows you that you should know that God's grace is already working through you. Because you're feeling this. Like, you're really feeling that. And it's sometimes, like, I feel like if you don't feel that, or you are struggling to even get conviction, I think there's a hot, a heart posture that we have to really figure out because there's people out there that get conviction and they don't act upon it. They don't listen to their own conviction. And I feel like if you don't listen to your own conviction, there is a definitely a heart posture that needs to be fixed. But in my experience, the mercy and the humility comes through all just being obedient and just knowing that I cannot simply do this life without God. And I need Jesus in my life. I need the guidance. I need every set to be taken care of. I need to follow him because I'm like in love with this guy. I'm in love with this man. Like I've said it before. I am so invested into who Jesus is. And I want to look in the image of him as any possible way I can. Just because you see how he was. It doesn't matter who liked him or not. He still loved him. And he knows when the time comes what he needs to do. But just knowing that there's a God out there that loves you. And not only that, the creator of the universe loves you. And the person who made everything loves you and wants to have a relationship with you. How would you, why would you pass that up? Like for me, I couldn't pass that up because it's like, man, there is a creator, a creator out there who is king to king, Lord of Lords, above everything else. He reigns above it all. He's worthy. He is everything that we possibly could think of. And like, for example, just with my mindset, he's sitting in this room right now. I may not see him, but I can feel him. My spirit knows he's here. It's just like that, like right there, because it's just knowing and having the faith that God's there and achieving that faith through believing. And so like, 
it goes deep into certain things with this walk. And that's the reason why, like, part of the other question why I started this podcast, because there's so much more that I get to learn and so much more that the Spirit gets to minister to me and God gets to speak to me. But at the same time, I get to share it with you guys. And there's going to be words that God speaks with you or speaks to you. And there's going to be times to share it. And there's not going to be times to share it because there's different seasons and different times where God wants you to share that. And so being in the position I am, there's going to be things I'm going to share and there's things I'm not going to share just because, you know, my relationship with God and how I want to keep, you know, what he says to me in my specific seasons to help me continue. But in the season where he wants me to speak out and give somebody a word, I'm going to do it. It's just that obedience. And man, like that's two questions already. Wow. We're, we're flowing. I'm proud of myself. We're flowing. So we're probably going to talk. Yeah, let's knock down another one. Let's Let's knock down another one. So. Another question, I guess, that we could answer is, what is the toughest battle on your walk? One of your toughest battles on your walk. Oh, man. Whew. Let me think, because there is a lot of battles that I've gone through, but God overcome, made me, like, overcome them all. So let me really think. I can't really think, like, the toughest one, like I said, because I overcome them. But, um, man... This is a good question because it's really making me think. Um, I think it was, oh, yes, I remember. So during October, between October and to, and to like December, like those those months between October and December, it was the toughest for me, like literally the toughest for me. There was like um, the enemy was trying to maneuver back into my life and just trying to like, he's always going to be there. He's always going to try to tempt you, but he's going to flee every time you deny him. But this time, like I took the, the, I said yes to going to school and going to ministry school so I can improve in, improve in my calling as well as the desire to look for God. But as of right now, that plan switched. <laughs> that plan is out the window for right now. But during that time, like, the enemy was so trying so hard to distract me, like with people and just trying to bring back temptation, trying to bring back things that I did not desire no more. And it was a constant battle of like denying my flesh, denying what he says, just knowing that he's lying and that choosing to listen to God. And the same time, like he would maneuver through people and have them speak to me and just like had me really feeling off so uh, like on top of that i want y'all to realize that the, the enemy will also move through good intentions like he will move through good people to give you something that you did not desire for or listen for but he would say something to you because he knows it would get to you so when ephesians 6 says put on this armor of god or the armor of the spirit and goes in depth with that like actually let me pull that up i got my bible right in front of me so we're gonna go in depth with that but putting that on and blocking out everything that the enemy says and the enemy tries to do, really just gotta like dig deep, you gotta push through, leave on what God says, and knowing that God is always gonna overcome, God's always gonna win. Okay, so we're in Ephesians 6 and uh, talking about putting on the whole armor of God, right here, chapter 6, verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. When it keep going down. So it's going to be 11 through uh, 17. For the for we wrestle not against. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Let me restart that. 
Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. So, so far, look, this already says that, that we need to put the whole armor of God on. Because we're not fighting against blood or flesh. We're not fighting against nothing that's physical. We're fighting everything. So every battle you go against, everything that you're fighting is all spiritual and it's all dark principalities. Meaning, and principalities are grim. I call them gremlins because those are literally gremlins that are maneuvering for the enemy by order. So I call them gremlins because, I'm sorry, gremlins are just like just little critters. That's why I call them critters. There you go. But, okay, verse 13, continuing. Wherefore, wherefore, take on to you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to, able to withstand in the evil day, and have done all to stand. Stand there before having your loins girded up about the truth, and have it on the breastplate of righteousness. Meaning, have your... So, I don't know y'all understand what gird up thy loins means. So, back then, when you gird up thy loins, it's talking about with confidence. Like, get up and do this. But, it says, gird up thy loins with truth. Meaning, you're girding up everything, wrapping yourself up in the truth of what God says. And continues to have on the breastplate of righteousness. Your armor, your chest, is literally the breastplate of righteousness. You got to carry righteousness with you. Meaning, don't fall into wickedness. Don't follow into anything that's wrong. Don't follow into none of that stuff because it's not righteousness. Plain and simple. Uh, 15, and how your feet showed, uh, shod with preparation of gospel peace. Meaning you got to know like the peace of God is with you. And the gospel, the word, the word, you follow the word, you listen to it, you read it, speak it onto yourself, speak to God with it. Because this is promises. God has promises in here that you're going to have to take on and just speak over yourself and speak to him and know that it's going to bring peace. I don't think there's not been one time that I spoke the word of God over me and it not brought like not bring peace to me. It's brought me peace every single time, every single time. Okay, so so far, going back on track. So far, we got, you know, the chest plate. We got the belt. You know, gird up that loins, boy. We got the belt. So that's two pieces of armor. Then we got the feet shod with preparation of gospel peace. So that's like your boots right there, like your your feet wear. So that's three pieces of armor right there. And it says, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherefore you shall be able to quench all fire, uh, fear, whoa, sorry, restart, quench all fiery darts of the wicked. Look, every attack that's going to happen to you, you got to have the shield of faith to, to block it and to ricochet it off everything because your faith is what's going to carry you through your walk. And the faith is also going to be having trust into God trust into what he's going to do trust in your season of what he's going to bring so go into like even more depth with that that's four pieces of armor right there and then it says take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god oh my mm. look at that you get the helmet of salvation salvation yeah that's six right there a total of six pieces of armor right there and the word of god which is your sword not only that it's going to bring you peace with the gospel, but it's also your weapon. Man, I just got revelation from that right now too. Not only that it's going to be the peace in your life, but it's also your weapon. God is good. And God is good. But having the helmet of salvation on. So being able to have, to know, to have and to know salvation is, it's, it's needed. It's really needed. And if y'all don't know what salvation means, this is what it means. 
uh, deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. Like, it's your, you gotta carry out your own salvation. You probably heard that a lot from, like, you know, your youth pastors or just even somebody in the walk. You gotta carry your own salvation. From what you do to follow God and what you, sorry, I gotta burp. I don't know why. I'm always burping a lot. But your salvation is what's gonna maneuver you through your walk. So, take on, like, I see it as, plus the salvation, it's also wisdom. That's how I see it. Because, yes, you got to know you have salvation, but you also got the wisdom of what to do to bring out your salvation. Like, that's just how I see it. So, repeating what I said, that's from chapter 6, verse 11 through 17. And so, having those pieces of armor of God is what's going to help you through your walk and your battles. So during that time of my battle of, you know, those three months of going through temptation, trying to maneuver, trying to fight um, the enemy, I really had to lean on God even more because during that time, there was like words spoken to me of things I had to do, things I had to let go and things I had to push to the side. And how it felt like sat with my spirit, it did not sit right. Like it didn't sit right because I prayed on these things to God. I talked to God about these things. And hearing it from somebody else was like, man, okay, like, I'm going to try to do it, but I don't feel as peace with it. And so that's kind of following your own conviction. Like, I didn't get conviction from it, but I was having the wisdom to like, okay, let me follow through with it. But it doesn't sit right with me. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person. I'm a person guy. So I know when to let people in. I know when to let people out. But that person still has good intentions, even though it may they, it may seem like it's iffy from the outside, from what you see. Like this person is good. Like I I I see their intentions, I see what they're doing, and they have wisdom too. So like, I know what they're what their season they're going through. But with me, like, what I talk to God is what I talk to God, and what God speaks to me is what God speaks to me. You know, and that's how I kind of like go through my walk. But I'm like I said, I'm gonna give a word regardless if God needs me to do it. It's just the obedience, but. Put in the full armor of God and maneuver through in those seasons was a full-on battle, like full-on battle. I was constantly going to work, trying to navigate to be nice or just even like, oh, I was nice all the time, but I couldn't let the enemy to slightly throw me off with anything. No matter how many times it irritated, irritated me, no how many times it just like, uh, like just trying to destroy me. I had to keep the full armor of God on. I had to have the field of shade, the the shield of faith, um, the helmet of salvation, gird up my loins with truth, the feet wear of peace, and the sword and the chest plate, uh, the chest plate, the, yeah, the chest plate of righteousness. What am I even questioning myself right now? Like, uh. <laughs> but yeah, you really have to put that on in your battles because if you don't, like I said, those those. Times of temptation, those principalities, the enemy will try to get to you. And like I said before, God already wins. God won already. And the only way that the enemy can get to God is through his people. So if God is constantly like protecting you and doing things for you and the times that you got to do the things for yourself, that's when you got to lean on God even more. And I think we get the concept of leaning on God, but we don't follow through our actions. We're like, yeah, I know God's there. I know I've been praying on him. I've been leaning on him. But are you actually falling through with it? And if you don't, okay, that's a new day. 
new day tomorrow another 24 hours if you all watch the steve furtick episode about or his summary about the new clock the basketball clock a new 24 this is the day that the lord has made sorry that song just popped in my head because that's literally what he goes over he goes over that little like uh scripture but every day is a day that the lord has made and if you're waking up god is giving you a new 24 hours a new 24 to restart and to feel his mercy because his mercy is new every day his grace is new every day so in times of battles and times of temptation if you do fall if you do struggle it's okay get back up keep going keep fighting and know that god's by your side and that there's other people by your side too there's probably friends you got there's friends that you need to like contact i learned to stop ignoring my friends because i know there's times where my friends would text me and I'm like, what do you want? Like even now, because I'm like, what do you want, dude? You know, we stopped talking for a reason. But at the same time, you got to think about like, okay, is, is the enemy moving through this person? Or is God trying to bring me this person to speak a word to him? So I'll pray about it. Whatever you do, always pray about it. Always talk to God about it. So in the midst of your battles, in the midst of, you know, talking to old friends and just anything, always pray about it. Like I still do that. I had to do that. I can't go out a day without asking God for a step in my life and guidance. If I'm even hanging out with somebody, I know that has good intentions. And they're, I know they're walking with God. I have to ask my father. I always got to pray about it. Like, hey, God, <laughs> uh, we're about to go do this. We're about to do this. Like the whole plan, the whole way out of that day. Am I allowed to go do this? And sometimes God will spawn right away. And sometimes God doesn't. But if he doesn't, the no is not because you did something wrong. It's the no because it's going to protect you. And sometimes God hears things that you don't. So God removes you from people. And that's okay. So, sorry, a little sidetracked from that. I'm just going angry with this. And I know I need to get back on the track about the battles and everything. But like I said, my my biggest battle was during those three months because I was going through temptation. Fighting that. Not trying to fall into that. Uh, leaning on God even more. And navigating through... Um, just words that were spoken to me and figuring out why do I feel some type of way about a, a certain thing or uh, my feelings to realize not to lead not on feelings or emotions but to lean on God and wisdom and so once I've got the concept of that this is when you put your foot down and during the times of your storms God is always there for example when disciples went across the storm Jesus was with them. Jesus was sleeping on the pillow. That boy, I bet he was snoring. He was knocked out. And they are freaking out like, God, like, Jesus, what, what are we going to do? We're going to tip over. And this guy's just like, Jesus wakes up and like, where's your faith at? You're worried about a storm, and but you're walking with the man of God. Like, what? Watch this. Tone the waters in the storm. Be at peace. Be still. And everything stops. So you got to realize that you got to have faith and trust. Tune in with God. Be still. And the storm will pass. And when you do get to the other side, it's just going to be more blessings than it was before. And I'm going to reiterate what my pastor said. Pastor Isaiah, man, like I, get, like I said, man, this guy is amazing. He said something to, you know, our high school group on Sunday. He said, we're talking about the storm, you know, like I just mentioned. But during the storm of going from one side into the other side, what are you doing in the meantime? Like, what are you doing in the middle of that? Because in the middle of the storm, there's always peace. Like, the eye of the storm, there's always peace in it. 
Then you have to go through it again, but you get out to the other side, which is calm. But in your seasons of navigating through battles, navigating of your storms, what are you doing in that exact moment to help benefit yourself and to actually lean on God? And that's how I took that. So like going into storms and battles, yes, it's going to be tough. Yes, it's going to be discouraging, but you got the full armor of God on. Gird up thy loins, man. Gird up thy loins. <laughs> and my, my boy Ronnie knows that that's an inside joke between us. It's an inside joke that we spoke over the summer of gird up thy loins because, like I said, me and Ronnie have gone through things, and when we tell each other about something, we tell each other gird up thy loins, meaning get up, walk with confidence, and put your chest out. Stop being hunched over like Igor. Put your chest out, walk like a man, because you're walking with God. So gird up thy loins and gird it up with truth, knowing who you are in Christ and knowing that God speaks love over you and has plans of peace. He has fearfully and wonderfully made you. He has made you into, made you into a masterpiece. But most of all, he chooses you and he calls you a friend. He calls you a friend. He says that in John 15. I'm about to hop over there right now because, like I said, I got the word in front of me. I'm about to hop over there right now. So if you're having this little discouragement right now, it's okay. Because that's all going to change. By the Spirit of God, by the Holy Spirit, that's going to change. And I declare that and decree that once you do this or even hear this, oh my gosh. Sorry about that. That was my little Bible app on my laptop that goes off at a certain time to let me know when to read. But... I don't use it because I'm always in the word. I'm, like I said, rooted to this. Like I, I have to be. Um, but yeah, John chapter 15, right here. It says, uh, right here. This is my commitment that ye love one another as I loved you. Greater love that hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, for you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant not knoweth what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things I have heard of my Father, I made it known unto you. So everything that God spoken over you and everything that Jesus has spoken over you, Jesus has showed you in his word, the parables, everything is straight from the Lord, straight from God, to put onto you. And friends tell each other everything. Imagine that, that the Lamb, the King of King, the Lord of Lords, calls you a friend. And desires a relationship with you because he loves you. Man, I cannot pass that up. I, I could not pass that up. So I'm about to close off this little episode because this is, I like to make them short, you know. But at the same time, I like to make them intentional. And once again, quoting another thing Pastor Isaiah said. Sometimes, oh, he actually sent it to me. He sent it to me. I'm about to go down the list. He sent it to me. Look, remember things, the wisdom of, of my mentor to go through what he sent me. Cause it stuck with me. Um, let's put like the Jeopardy song on because how long it's gonna take me? Right here. Um, trim your sermon because less is more. I wouldn't really say this is like a sermon, but at the same time, it's a word. So yeah, I guess it is kind of a sermon, <laughs> but just questions that I'm being answered. But less is more. So the reason why I'm probably gonna make my episodes a little bit short is because less is more. You know, it hits you a different way. But once I start having guests on here which we're going to have soon. I'm praying on it. I'm just asking God, who should I bring? And who does he want to speak about the word to? And who does he want me to even speak about the word to? Myself. I want to have God fully invested into this uh, podcast and just guide it through it and just know that, man, 
He's going to do everything he can. And I'm going to trust it. And I'm going to move through it. And believe what God's going to do. And that with these episodes, they may be dropping, you know, every day. They may be dropping like three times a week or whatever how my, my schedule is going and whatever God wants. But so far, this is the second episode. Look at that. Give myself a round of applause. A second episode for the night. The first one dropped last night. And uh, yeah, we're also on Apple Podcasts. If you have not noticed that, we're on Apple Podcasts. That's a big step into this to this podcast and what God's going to do with it, that he's allowed it to be on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you got Spotify, I'm trying to get on there. But I recommend being on Apple Podcasts. No, I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> you, you could be on Spotify. I'm going to get it on Spotify. If you got, you know, Google Podcasts too, I'm going to get it on there. Whatever platform it needs to be on, I'm going to get it to you. I'm going to get God's word to you. But yeah, I'm going to wrap this up. I appreciate those three questions. If you got more, send it to my social. Like I said, my social is my name, Cardin Sadatan, C-A-R-D-E-N-S-A-D-E-T-T-A-N. Um, and I'll pop up. And just DM me if you like to have some questions or just even want to talk. Like I said, I would just sit there and listen to you. That's that's the best thing I could do is sit there and listen. I'll do it. But thank you for tuning in. I love you guys. And have a blessed night. See ya.